Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dallas Comedy Club podcast. I'm your host, Kimberly Alou, and I am here today with the very funny, very talented Daniel Seibert. Welcome, Daniel. Thank you, Kim. Good to see you. Uh, good to be here. Uh, Daniel is a performer here at DCC. He performs on Wednesday evenings with his cl improv club team, Apocalypse Wow, where they perform an improvised end of the world evente. And I'm not going to really speak too much more on that because you should just come to DCC and watch them crush it. Daniel, truly, thank you so much for sitting down with me. I'm, as you know, I'm brand new here. I barely know anyone in this community. Well. And so I'm really excited to get to know you a little bit more. Um, so tell me, how did you end up in comedy? Like, what brought you to improv? Oh, good question. Well, well, I was never a theater kid or anything like that. Um, so I guess my inspirations were like Beavis and Butthead and, <laughs> and, and, and Weird Al and stuff like that. And I got sent to military school as a teenager, and I I had to I had to find humor to like diffuse situations, and and then I kind of got used to playing characters and stuff like that, and 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 then in 2016 I started listening to improv po podcasts. Well, actually, uh, 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 before that, and I was like, what is UCB? What is improv? <laughs> these, these guys are great, and uh, and I guess the rest is history, as they say. But yeah, so <laughs> wow, I, I <sighs> have never guessed that you were a, a military kid. Yeah. Um, what I mean, were you I've like grown out of it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> were you like? Was it a? I have to ask. Was it like a disciplinary thing that you got sent to military school? Was this just like sort of a rite yeah. of passage in your family? Were you no. a bad kid? I apparently people told me I was a bad kid. Um, I you know I I was just having fun. I was just bored. Like. I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> anyway, my my dad made the decision to uh, abandon his child and send him to an awful place. Oh. And uh, but it kind of shaped my my life uh, for for worse and better. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I yeah. Yeah. I guess I was like threat threatened to go to alternative school or some, mm -hmm. something. Uh, and, and my parents are like, OK, well, try this on for size. And I was like, all right, well. I'm going to hate you for two years and then, <laughs> and then I'm going to talk about it every time I see you, but okay. You know, anyway, I so. mean, that's uh, I mean, <laughs> outside of the military school aspect of it, I mean, that's pretty standard for teenagers. We hate mom and dad for a good two to four years, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, I mean, that just, <clears throat> I, I'm lucky my parents were uh, too broke, I think to, to send me away. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I was, I definitely went through that intense emo goth phase uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> where mom was just like, we talk about it now, and and she just jokes. I don't. I, I was real. I don't know how I dealt with you for that long. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, same. Um, I'm so <clears throat> curious to hear. I mean, so you you go to military <clears throat> school. You're you're using uh, comedy as sort of like your outlet, your way to stay sane, essentially yeah. in this world. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Was there a particular moment in your time there, or even after the fact, or before that fact, that you thought like? man, I really want to be involved in the comedy world. Is there a particular moment that stands out? Like the first time someone laughed at one of your jokes or um, that first podcast you listened to or anything like that? Oh, that that's a really good question. Well, um, I guess as far as like a, um, a situation, so, so, so there'd be constant like beatings and, st Ooh. and stuff like that. Like it was basically ran by 17 year old psychopaths. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so so I so I thought if I could get in good with the uh, with the guys and like make a joke and and stuff like that, 
uh, diffuse the situation, be be a, a, a low status, if you will. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, and it really helped. Um, as as far as podcasts, I think I guess I started with Comedy Bang Bang in like 2010 or something. Uh, it was Comedy Death Ray, and then I got into Super Ego, and then later I got into like Spontaneous Nations and 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 Teachers Lounge, which which is my current favorite. It's those those guys are nuts. But uh, these are all amazing podcasts, and for <clears> anyone <throat> out there listening who is uh, you know still trying to get their their improv uh, feet, <clears throat> you know that those are great podcasts to start with and listen to. Yeah. And I'll even throw in Improv for Humans. Improv for yeah. Humans, that's right. <laughs> for Eddie Humans, B. yes, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> God, that is so wild to me because you are such a kind, like lighthearted person. And it's so insane to think you were in such a volatile situation in your like very informing teen years. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Well, well, I I like to think that that I kind of learned the lesson and I got burned out on on discipline and stuff like that. And and then what and then when I got back, I was just like, okay, I'm just going to chill I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna smoke a lot. I'm, <laughs> I, no, uh, it's like it's like the opposite of uh, uh, of an, of an authoritative place. Yeah. Um. And the only reason I got pulled out was because I had to have a heart operation. Well, I'm so, learning so, so much I about you, I Daniel. Been, I would have been in there, and I probably would have been in like the military or. So, or so, or something like that, but uh, whoa. Yeah. Okay, so now we have to backtrack to that. <laughs> okay. What what is? I mean, if you don't mind sharing, no, I'd love no, to hear. Fine. Like, what what was your heart condition that you had to get? It was a surgery, a full blown surgery. Yeah. So so I had the first one at seventeen months when I was a very wow. little in nineteen eighty five, and then I had another one in two thousand uh, at the very beginning of of two thousand, and basically my heart has had 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 like expanded and my my chest was really buff and I was in really good shape <laughs> but it it wasn't good because like like I went I went to see a cardiologist and they're like oh shit you're uh you are not you're not in good 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 in good shape and I was like so maybe I could take a break from military school yeah. it was like the big the ba- big thing and they're like of course and I was like yes <laughs> wow okay so you were like a real life Grinch where your heart grew two to three sizes bigger I was a real life Grinch yes um this is so I mean no wonder you're such a kind lighthearted person because your heart is literally too big for your body uh that's insane yeah that's that's crazy well thank you modern medicine uh for saving Daniel mm. because the world would be a much darker uh boring place without him Thank uh, you, modern medicine. Thank you, modern medicine. Man, that's what. What do you do now for like real life work when you're not being a goofball on stage? What is your like life like outside these these walls? I I do I do some part time stuff. I do I do some night janitorial work, mm-hmm. and, and I work with my friend with uh, a a a computer company and stuff like that. You know, I worked for AmeriCorps for uh, for. For a while, and like was really involved with with at, with after school programs and summer oh, yeah. camps, the the youths, you know. Oh, I love that. And, they need um, good role models like you, <laughs> Daniel. Well, I I do my best, uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, my mom was in um, uh, the vo- uh, the volunteer management field, so mm-hmm. so I have lot I have lots of experience vo- uh, volunteering and and just like. 
I don't know, just giving back yeah. kind of and, and, hel- and helping people out and in, in being times. a part of the community and like yeah. every little aspect. Oh, yeah. I love hearing that. It, you know, speaking of your parents. Oh, no, I just I'm curious, no. you know, because every <clears throat> set of parents is totally different. And now hearing that your dad sent you to military school. I mean, are they supportive <clears throat> of this? This like life that you've chosen to live of of spending your Wednesday nights on stage and a lot of other nights here throughout the week. Very much so. My dad actually uh, passed in two thousand seventeen, oh, so and he he really that was kind of when I was getting into it. And he he lived in Colorado and Florida at the time, and he never got to see me on on stage. So I kind of yeah. do like a he's he's with me, and I kind of um, sorry. No, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> My uh, my mom is very supportive, though, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yes, this is a safe space. Mm, okay. I I, I lost. You. I um. I'll get choked up myself. Mm. I I lost my grandmother this past year, and oh, that's I'm been. Sorry. Um. It was <clears throat> it was very difficult, and um. Absolutely. Yeah, I can only imagine uh, what losing a parent is like because I'm I'm still reeling it's, from just a grandparent passing. Yeah, it's rough. Uh, I. I didn't feel like being funny for a few months. Yeah. And, but but then I came back and I was, you know, it. Uh, I think it was the support with um, the classes and stuff. Yeah. You know. Improv, mm. um, it's something I talk about a lot um, on this podcast and just whenever mm. anybody will listen to me. It's, <laughs> it's the most supportive, uh, loving community that you could ever be a part of. I agree. Um, and yeah. To just be able to show up and completely be your weird little self and not have to worry about being judged for it or showing up when you're in a really bad headspace and letting your teammates sort of lift you up and support you is just, yeah, it's unbelievable. I, it, improv has Absolutely. saved my life so many times. Um, Likewise. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, God. Oh, man, I'm going to cry now, Daniel. What the fuck? Uh, well, this is going to be the most emotional episode we've had, folks, so buckle up. Um, I'm really curious to hear from you. You know, again, as someone who's coming at this from, I think, such a different place than every single person I've interviewed so far. This is a very different, like, beginning story. Yeah. Is there a piece of advice you'd give to someone who wants to pursue this world that maybe is in a very volatile situation, whether it be a home life or a relationship or uh, maybe, you know is in the military and feels like they're not allowed to be funny. Um, <laughs> what sort of advice would you give to somebody who is looking to maybe sidestep their way into this world? That's a great question. Um, I, I'd say, you know, the, uh, the old cliche, the old cliche, excuse me, is follow the fear. Yeah. And everybody kind of is like, Oh, what, what if I don't think I'm funny? Like it's, it's not, it's not really about that. The audience will, you know, will come and go, but if you give a shit and you put yourself out there and you're 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 or organically communicating with people that that's what people eat up you know and just just, just be just be positive like uh may, maybe limit your internet time don't look at all the comments <laughs> yeah don't you know like 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 there's so many people that will just shit on you because that's what they do. But, yeah, they're being trolls. You can say yeah, it. They're being trolls. trolls. Yeah, yeah, troll all all. But um, <laughs> but yeah, just find people like like minded people improv community yep. that are that that wanna that wanna make weird art and just like uh, do it. Yeah, it, it's not the most articulate thing, but just just do it. Just you know? do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's why you know <clears throat> it's a big reason why I do this is this podcast is because I want. 
those people out there who are like, well, I'm not funny or like, oh, I don't, I'm not going to be good enough at that to hear that. Like, Hey man, you don't have to be funny. You don't have to be this like trained actor. No, just show up and be yourself. And I promise you, you are going to be a rock star at this weird thing called improv. Absolutely. Do you have a favorite moment on stage um, or in the classroom that like one that you maybe revisit on the days that you've had a bad set? I know I do. I have some sets that, you know, oh God, that was a bad set. Instead of focusing on that bad set, I'm going to think about that really good set because that's going (laughs) to lift me up more. Yeah. Um, I have so many of them, Kim. I'm, I'm just kidding. Um, well, no, no, I do. Uh, but, um, I think it was like my, the graduation show, um, in 2017 Mm -hmm. where I, I came out as a bird and (laughs) it was, I, it, uh, I was really dumb, but you know, but I did the, uh, uh, the, uh, the space work and, and everybody was like, Oh my God, he's a bird. And it was just like, I had never had an experience like that. Um, I didn't, I didn't speak English or anything. I I, I was just saying caw and stuff like that. But, you know, I came, uh, through, through the curtains and it, it, it was, it was really dumb, but it was a moment of, uh, of confidence and, you know, my family was there and a, a, a whole bunch a whole bunch of my friends and they're like, that bird was great. I was like, thanks, you know? So, so yeah, I'd say the first time that I, and I don't know how you are after improv shows, but if, if I have like a great show, I can't sleep for like four or five hours. Oh, same. I'm just like buzzing. Yeah. I'm just buzzing. Yeah. Yeah. Like it feels like being on drugs. It It really does. It does. (laughs) And as a former person who's been on drugs, it's, (laughs) It, it's a lot like that. Yeah. A former it, person, right. Yeah, but, former uh, person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it's true, though. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, I think, the healthiest addiction you could have. Um, yes. It's just as expensive as <laughs> other addictions, um, but yeah. it is very healthy because um, you are, you are surrounded by community and you're creating art, even if it's just for 20 minutes and it's gone forever. <laughs> it's, it's like magic. It really is. It really is. We we don't want to get too far up our own butt here, but it is like magic. It's, it's magic. It's yes, magic plays here. I have to say, I think one of my favorite moments um, watching <sighs> you on stage was at not this past Apocalypse Wow show, but the time before that, uh-huh. uh, the Spiders <laughs> set, and yes. um, I <sighs> truly just the moment when you had gotten turned into a spider and you tried to cl- climb <laughs> out onto the stage the same way Josh had been, yeah, and you out of character go. This is a lot harder than it looks. <laughs> and the audience lost their minds because it was so honest. And I think that's the thing that oh, yeah. um, so many mm-hmm. young improvisers don't really get right off the bat, that the truth is often the funniest thing you could possibly say. Absolutely. And you are so good at being so truthful in, in moments on stage. It's just an absolute delight to watch. Oh, thank you so much, Kim. I appreciate it. You're so welcome. Yeah. Um, skinny people are better at, at crab walking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's I tried to do it it's afterwards tough. and I was like, this is hard. I yeah. have no upper body strength. <laughs> to be fair, Josh is like a very fit, like works out on a daily basis guy. He so is. yeah, I've noticed. <laughs> yeah, he made that look way easier than it was. <laughs> yeah. So I want to kind of switch gears and kind of move into some more like goofy fun questions. Okay. If you could insert yourself into <clears throat> any television show or movie in history, which wow. would it be? And not I, I don't say insert like, okay, you're gonna like take over for Christian Bale in Batman, okay, but yeah. like you are now just a new character in the world of Batman. Um, what what oh, wow. movie or TV show would you choose? 
Columbo, maybe. <laughs> I I want to work with Peter Falk. Uh, just like like that was my favorite show. My uh, my dad and I used to watch it all 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 the time. At first, I thought it was boring, but but then I really got into it. And I I don't know. I guess I could be a regular like lieutenant that. That either choose uh, choose him out or or is like his assistant or something, but yeah. I don't know. I just love Columbo. Um, <laughs> it's, it, it, it's it's dating back a little bit, but you know. Uh, I think yeah. that's the oldest, <laughs> the oldest TV show or movie someone said so I, far. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pr- probably. I love that. Yeah, it's the last thing I thought was going to come out of your mouth. That's amazing. Or or Beavis and Butthead as as, as a character like. Columbo, number one, Beavis and Butthead, number two. <laughs> love it. Love it. Yeah. If you had to choose a song that would play every single time you walked into a room, it's essentially like your intro song. Oh, what gosh. song would my you fight choose? fight song? Yeah. Jeez, that's really, oh my God. And just to take the pressure off, I've heard things all the way, so far we've heard like classical music pieces right. all the way to like... Mm-hmm. Bright Eyes, that old 80s song, which Hannah, uh, your teammate, oh, uh, was eyes. the one who chose Bright Eyes. And then we sat here and screamed, saying it at each other. <laughs> wow. I, there, there's so many great ones. I, um, I, there, there is no wrong answer here. Okay. I, I'm just going to say uh, uh, the song by uh, Enigma. Okay. <laughs> the, that's like, I, I believe it's called Believe in Innocence or so, something. I don't know this it's song like, at all. Well, well, it starts out as in, in like in like a, a Native American-esque chant. It's like, okay. I, 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 just believe in destiny. Don't care what people think. Just follow your heart. It's very oh, inspirational. It. It, it, they played it on 106.1 Kiss FM a lot in the 90s. Okay. Um, so I'm not trying to appropriate anything. I just love that song. Uh-huh. And uh, yes, uh, the Enigma song. <laughs> the oh, the Enigma Sorry. song. Return to Innocence. That's the name of it. Return, Re- to, Return in- to Innocence. I love it. Thank you. Great, great choice. <laughs> okay. That's going to be the name of this episode, Return to Innocence. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great name. Yeah. <clears throat> so if you had to choose today, the, mm-hmm. what would the title of your autobiography or the oh. title of your Netflix special be? Oh, well, Netflix is signing anyone these days. <laughs> um, yes, they are. I'm going to go with... People don't think it be like it is, but it do. <laughs> oh my God, Daniel, are you from the South originally? <laughs> I was born in Denton, Texas. Denton, Texas. But I spent two years in Malaysia when oh. I was three to five. Uh, uh, my dad was teaching physics over there, and so yeah. That, that title the, was just a very Texas title. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I can't. I can't take credit for it. Actually, there's a um, a baseball player in the '70s or something. That's mm-hmm. like, it's quite. It's quite saying that, but I love it. You know, man, you are like the ultimate yeah. throwback guy. Like every <laughs> answer has been so um, like classic. It's the only word I know how to. It's like very retro and classic. I'm into yeah. it. Um, classic man. Classic man. Classic man for a classy guy. What are what are three pieces of art that you would suggest new comedy students consume? So I know you mentioned a bunch of podcasts at the beginning. Yeah. Um, but if you had to choose just three, whether it be podcasts, TV shows, movies, whatever, what would okay. you suggest people really like check out if they're getting into this world? That is a very good question. Just As, side note, you've said that about every single question so far, and I love I'm buy, it. Thank I'm buying you, time. I'm buying time. I love it. I'm like, I'm like a politician. Well, <laughs> I didn't get enough time as this guy. No. Yep. So 
I really like the show Angie Tribeca. Okay. Have you seen that? I've heard of it, and it's it stars What's-Her-Face from... Uh, um, Rashida Jones. Yes, thank you. Yeah, so, so it's very much in the same vein of Airplane, Naked Gun. It's it's slapstick, and it, it's it's so dumb, but but I love it. I'll um, have to check it out. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's like a, I I believe they improvise on 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 the set uh, for sure. Uh, so let, let's see, Angie Tribeca. I'm gonna go with um, the original Police Squad. Great. With with Le, with Le, Leslie Nielsen uh, from 1981. Only one season, unfortunately. Yeah. And then let's see. What is a what is a cool show? Uh, I'd like to recommend the the tele, the Netflix special Middle Ditch and Schwartz. Yes, very good. Those guys are very cool when they're on stage. I don't know about when they're off stage, but when they're on stage, they're amazing. And 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 I I think it's really good to to see long form improv uh, uh, in a setting like that and just the physicality and. The way they come in and out and in and out and stuff. It's incredibly impressive. I mean, they're in it Carnegie is. Hall, like, yeah, yeah, playing to, I don't know how much Carnegie Hall seats, but it's several hundred. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. you know, for those of you who are new to improv, <clears throat> you'll quickly learn most shows you play will be to a max of maybe 30 or 40 people. Max. Um, well, unless you're here at DCC on a Wednesday night, you have That's the chance true. to maybe perform for 120 to 125. But... You know, for the most part, when you're doing improv shows, it's not nearly that big of a crowd. And you're right. It is so impressive to watch two guys get up on stage with nothing but two chairs yeah. and entertain. Just go, just go for like 90 minutes Literally. Straight. And yeah. entertain several hundred people with just like talking and physicality and just being there. Yeah, it's um, great. Yeah. I, yeah, I find that those two uh, together are so funny. They are a very impressive two-prov duo. I agree, yeah, um, absolutely. And, you know, that's something like we haven't really <laughs> talked about is just, like, the difference between a two-prov set and a, a full-blown team being mm -hmm. on stage. Um, have you done a lot of two-prov before? Uh, not, not, not in an official capacity, but, um, you know, I've always wanted to. Yeah. Uh, my friend Jet. Jamie Zesky and I were we meant we meant to start one for a long time yeah. and uh, we just never got around to it. But um, maybe I, now I love Jamie. I yes. love you. So the two oh. of you together, I think, would be an amazing duo. I I've thought so for quite some time. Kim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, Jamie. Yeah, yeah <laughs> Jamie is uh, such a, a wonderful player, and they they are actually getting ready to produce a show here for us. I don't know if this is even yeah. gonna make the podcast, but I just I really like Jamie, and I think Great. I I think the two of you would really kill it as a two prof team cool well uh we'll we'll keep that in mind yeah, thank go, you go talk to them all okay. right we'll, we'll <laughs> go do. right now all right, see you later. <laughs> um okay so now we're going to move on to um close to the final segment this uh segment is called first thought best thought okay and these are one word answers only so gotcha. don't overthink it first thought best thought in one word what is your idea of misery Oh, um, scrolling Facebook comments. <laughs> what is your idea of pure bliss? Mountain, uh, sorry, the, ma okay, mountain. Mountain, mountains? <laughs> you said one word, right? <laughs> yeah, but if it's a couple words, it's okay. <laughs> Don't stress. Sorry, uh, uh, Colorado, Arizona area with, with mountains and ri rivers and the big skies and cool weather. Hell yeah. Yeah. Colorado is fucking Colorado. beautiful. Oh yeah, my god, I absolutely. love Colorado so much. Shout out to Colorado. Shout out, shout out to Colorado. Good, good job, good, state. Great job, guys. Great job. Uh, what or who is your biggest inspiration? I'd say my mom. Nice, Pamela Seibert. 
Shout out Pamela Seibert. Shout out Pamela. Good job. <laughs> you killed it, Pam. Uh, what is your biggest vice? Oh, I'd say um, probably video games yeah. and being a cinephile and just watching all kinds of movies all the time. What video game are you playing right now? Just out of curiosity. Uh, League of Legends. Nice. But I, I turn off all chat. I don't talk to anyone in it. You're and just I, playing. Yeah. Yeah. Because that, that community is extremely toxic. <laughs> Um, I I wager most <laughs> video game communities are pretty toxic, and is, I true, yes. I challenge the the listeners to prove me wrong. Okay, I don't think they will be able to. But. No, I'm gonna. It's gonna turn into a toxic comment thread. <laughs> um, yes. Do you ask for permission or for forgiveness? Permission? Yeah. I don't know. I I guess both. Yeah. Both. I'm going to go with both. Both. Good. All right. <laughs> and then in one word, what one word best describes you and your brand of comedy? Ooh, that. Wow. Yeah. That is deep. That's oh a God. hard one. I know. I'm going to say um, blistering. Blistering. <laughs> Ooh, I love that. Yeah. That's pretty dead on, honestly. Yeah. Blistering. Blistering. Okay. All right. Awesome. <laughs> Well, Daniel, thank you so much for the, this, this concludes the interview portion. Um, we're going to move right along into doing some improv now. Um, so I've got my little random word generator in front of me. Um, what do you want for, uh, as a suggestion? We can do a random word, a location, relationship. We can do uh, starting accents, starting opening lines. Like I have every option wow. available to us. Uh, surprise me. Surprise you. Yeah. Okay, we have to do accents, and <laughs> okay. we have to do. Cool. I so one of us has to do Cockney, okay, and the other one has to do Ray Romano, Romero, Ray Romano. Okay, We're, yeah. So either one is fine. Which can, one do you want to take? I'll do Ray Romano. Okay, thank I've, God, I'll I do Cockney. A, okay. <laughs> right? Are you? Are you? I know you from somewhere. Oh, well. Oh yes, I've seen you um, before. I was jobbing with Deborah. Oh, that's right. That's right. Your wife is Deborah. I love Deborah. She's one of my favorite coworkers. Uh, she's on some Albertsons commercials. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Hey man, you okay? You, you're looking pretty glum oh. right now. Oh, Deborah's. Just thinking about when I get home, I'm gonna have to face my. Cop brother. He's um, really intimidating. Oh, listen, no, listen, no. You you could be pretty intimidating. Look at you. You're so tall and gangly, you know? That's that's very oh, intimidating. Gangly isn't intimidating. In, in, in Britain, it's quite intimidating. Most people are very short and stocky. Tall and gangly, that's that's something new. Like a... Like a Doris Roberts kind of build. Yeah, yeah, you've got it, you've got it. Yeah, she's Come a, on now. She's a great, great woman. Absolutely. Absolutely. Come on, we got to turn that front upside down before you go home. You can't go home all sad and glum to Deborah. <laughs> Deborah's a fucking gem. Well, my voice has been compared to Eeyore. And I have a, I have a depressive disposition, but you're right. Listen, what's something that makes you really happy, Ray? What's something that makes you really, really happy? Getting one over on my cop, brother. Okay, so how can we get one over on him? What's something we could do to really get one over? Oh, well, we could put a whoopee cushion in his 
in his chair. That's that's child's play, Ray. That's child's play. I say we rob the fucking bank and make it impossible oh. for him to do anything about it. You know, just really get one over on him. I've never robbed before, all but right, uh, all right, we'll start something a little bit more rudimentary, a little bit more rudimentary. How about uh, how about we uh, we take this brick I just found and we throw it through that shop window? Okay. You just said yes to that, right? I, I said yes. I, you know, I've been I've been denying a lot, and that's that's ludicrous. What's ludicrous? Throwing denying. That's right. Fuck I, denial. Fuck. <clears throat> Fuck denial. That's right. I'm gonna I'm gonna share this with Deborah later. No 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 oh. right 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 right. You can't come on the expedition. No 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 right. This is this is for oh. you. This is for you and to get one over on your cop brother. You know your cop brother yeah. is gonna get assigned to this case and what what a dummy he's gonna look like <laughs> when he can't figure it out. Oh, and then we could uh we could wait till he's asleep and. Uh, rub Cheeto dust on his face or something like that. So rudimentary, so rudimentary, oh. Ray. You gotta think uh, bigger. Gonna... You gotta think bigger. What's something that will really get under his skin? What's something that will really bother him? We could uh, we could call in a a fake fire. Oh, oh, but, but would what? they send the police to that, or is that <laughs> oh, a more fire you're department? Right. You're Ray, right. you're getting oh. in your own head right now. I know a fake murder. Oh, oh, I like this. I yes. like this a lot. Yeah. Um. I mean, yeah, fake murder. I've I've always wanted to do a a fake murder. Okay. Oh, Ray, you're getting real sweaty all of a sudden. Is this making oh. you nervous? To the idea yes. of a fake murder. It's not a real murder. You know that, right? Yeah, but we're going through the motions of a murder. It just. You're right. I I have to be more. Cocksure and and uh, confident. We gotta confident. get your confidence up. You know what? You know what? Yeah. Fuck the fuck the fake matter. Fuck the the brick through the the window. We gotta work on your confidence first and foremost. Okay, I want you to stand up straight. Stand up real straight. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Shoulders okay. back. Shoulders back. Okay. Yeah. Look at how much taller you are now. I bet you're taller than your dumb cop brother. Hey, I'm I'm getting there. You know, he's six foot. Eight, but I'm I'm getting close. That's right, that's right. Look at you. You're like a tall Gumby about to fucking break <laughs> loose right now. Oh, Gumby. Great show. <laughs> it is a great fucking show. You're right. Now listen, now listen. What when's the last time you swept Deborah off her feet? When's the last time that you took Deborah into your arms and you were like, I'm gonna sweep you off your goddamn feet, baby? Uh, 1987. That's way too fucking long, Ray. What are you talking about? This is your love of your life, is she not? Oh, yeah. No, she's Deborah. Exactly. Oh. She's Deborah. So how are you going to make her feel like you're one and only, like the love of your goddamn life? Well, I could get her a a bouquet from from her favorite store Albert's You're talking way you're thinking way too small now, right? You're thinking yeah. way too little, way too little. What is oh. what is something that Deborah has always wanted? What is something that she said to you over and over again like, "Baby, baby Ray, I want this." Baby Ray. Does she call you Baby Ray? She calls me Baby Ray. I fucking knew it. Now what does she want? Well, I believe um she'd like to be um She'd like to be satisfied um, in more ways than one. 
not just my comedic success. Right, right. Are you telling me that you're not satisfying her in the bedroom, in the boudoir, where it really fucking matters? Well, I try, but I can't think... I just think about my brother. Ray, you got to get over this thing with your cop brother, okay? Yeah. Your lady, she's going to get all... She's going to fucking leave you. Deborah's going to fucking up and leave you if you can't satisfy oh, her in the boudoir. Oh, Don't, 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 ooh, Deborah, me. Go, ooh, Deborah, Deborah. Oh, Deborah. I could change the pitch a little bit. Oh, Deborah. Okay, listen to me, right? I'm starting to get a bit of a migraine trying to help you out here. Okay, listen, this is what you're going to do. You're going to take this brick, all right? You're okay. Gonna, you're going to go home. You're going to throw it at your, your dumb cop brother. Just throw it at him. If you hit him, great. If not, who fucking cares? He's going to be too distracted by the brick to worry about anything else. Okay. Then I want you to go inside. I want you to grab Deborah from around the waist. I want you to lay one sloppy mac and kiss onto her face. And I want oh. you to bring her up to that bedroom and I want you to rock her fucking world, all right? Oh. Why are you sweating, Ray? This should get you excited. Very much so. Yeah. This is just the boost I needed. Thank you so much. What did you say? Your your name was Nigel? I did not say what my name oh, was. I'm and, and ready for this, Ray? Yeah. I'm, I'm just a figment of your imagination. Oh! And scene! <laughs> oh, that was amazing, Yay. Daniel. Thank you so much. That was one of my favorite sets I've done on here so far. Um, because everyone, when I ask, well, what do you want for your suggestion? They're like, oh, well, any word or a location. That's all I keep getting. Uh -huh. You're the first person who's been like, you choose. And yeah, I'm like, great. Now. now we get to do something real weird and fun. Yeah. Yeah. This is your uh, this is your baby. So thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, truly, <clears throat> Daniel, thank you so much again for chatting with me today. Is there anything uh, that you'd like to plug at the end of this? Or like, is there a place where people can find more of you, whether at a website or social media or anything like that oh yeah um well i'm off social media at the moment hell yeah uh, just for self-care self-care no but um i don't like those two words together but, <laughs> but I, I say them quite often Same. Uh, no 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 i'd say i i perform every wednesday at um at um here at dcc and uh with apocalypse wow and we have a lot of cool teams on wednesday night and uh yeah i just just um the the biggest advice is I'd say, go see a li a live comedy show. Yeah. Uh, it's it'll it'll make your day, or it won't. But you'll <laughs> you know you'll have something to talk about. So yeah, hell just, yeah, uh, see live comedy. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much, Daniel. Um, Thanks, and, and you can see Apocalypse Wow, as Daniel said, every Wednesday night here at Dallas Comedy Club. Um, the club teams on Wednesdays do rotate their time, so yes. I can't really tell you what time Daniel will be performing on the next Wednesday. But if you go to dallas-comedyclub.com and check out our current calendar, you'll be able to see when Apocalypse Wow is performing. And he's right, there's a lot of amazing shows here, so if you can't make it to a Wednesday, swing through on another night because there's always going to be st shows going on. Um, all right, that's it, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in today. My name is Kimberly Alou, but you already knew that. <laughs> Stay safe out there, folks. <laughs>